0: Welcome to Afternoon Delight, real people in real stories, a local podcast for local artists. Hello everyone, welcome back to Afternoon Delight with myself Joya Delight. Do you know I am so emotional as Whitney Houston once infamously sung. I am so, so, so emotional because we have three episodes left of Afternoon Delight. Can you begin, begin to imagine this? I'm going to say this now for this episode, the next episode and Sunday's last ever episode. I can't quite believe that something I started in September 2020 ran for three seasons. I thought, do you know what we need to do? We need to get local artists who've been really affected by the pandemic to come on top of their work. I was astounded by the amount of artists that wanted to come for the first season that messaged me and for all of season two. Season three, I wanted to contact people directly and say hello I want you to come on and talk about all your stuff because there was a lot of people, I feel, during the pandemic that really needed to come on and just tell their story. Obviously, appropriately, I'm not an appropriator, but consent was given and they all came on and gave such incredible stories. You know, season one, how had the pandemic affected the arts? Season two, what did 2020 teach us and what were we grateful for in 2021? And season three, hope hope for the pandemic to resolve things with vaccines hope for us all to continue this legacy in the arts and hope for a brighter day when things were really fucking terrible and you know what i am so so overwhelmed by the incredible work free seasons of a podcast that i thought let's just let's just try this It was truly incredible, so I can't believe that today, tomorrow, and Sunday are the last few episodes, but I'm so, so pleased to be sharing them, and I hope you all are really excited for this weekend. So this episode is a weird one because it's actually something that was already done last week, but do you know what? She did season two of Afternoon Delight, and we have since then struck an incredible friendship. We've gotten so close out of drag and drag not like sexually, I may add. Um, (laughs) You can what the gays are like, but we have honestly became such good friends and I'm so glad that out of the pandemic, her and I have a lot in common. We're also two ends of a coin, you know, we're so different, but so unique and similar. So when she asked me to do this last week, I was like, oh, I'd love to do this. And we, in drag, I may add, recapped the election, Scottish elections a few weeks ago, um, and we called it, you know, Scottish election Dragged out a delightful debrief With Lady Rampant and Jory Delight And I almost so pleased to just share this Because it was such a fun event And it had to be included in the podcast You know, the, the pandemic has been hard But do you know what? Right now, more than anything in the world You need to really, if you have the ability Start voting Because let me tell you Her and I talk about this a lot during it it's very clear after the elections across the UK that there is a big dynamic between England and Scotland. I will add, she is very intelligent. I'm intelligent, I'm very clever, but I am very moralistic and have my values and my socio-political beliefs. But she's very book smart. You know, she came at this a joke a bit worse saying, Oh, I feel like I'm in modern size now, haha. But she came at it from the I'm gonna answer this in two parts, etc. I'm just like, oh no, I just want the world to be a better place and vote green, (laughs) haha. She genuinely really knows her shit. But do you know what? Sometimes you need both people to be there. I'm very impartial that way that everyone that knows me knows on this podcast I do not value or appreciate or support the Tory party. Do I give them the opportunity to explain themselves? Of course. Do I ever agree? No. (laughs) She is absolutely so so professional in everything she does, she does the rampant rundown, she is the best political queen of Scotland and she is honestly a friend and an absolute icon. So with further ado, I want to introduce you all to the third last, second last, third last episode of Afternoon Delight, it is of course Lady Rampant and I doing the Scottish elections, Afternoon Light special of the dragged out elections with both of us. Enjoy.
1: Well, hi to those who are watching. Thank you for joining. Uh, I think we have seven people watching right now, so hopefully some join later. And if not, then who cares? Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Lady Rampant, which you may already know. Um, I'm Glasgow's best political queen at the moment. And I say that all the time, but I actually have the trophy to prove it. So (laughs) I don't even feel bad saying it. But uh, I'm not your only co-host this evening. I'm joined by... Oh, the lovely, the amazing, the real housewife of Leith. They are Drag's answer to an angel delight on an Audi budget. It's Georgie
0: Delight! Woo! Wembley, well, thank you so much for having me this evening. It's such a thrill to be here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that
1: love it. Lo-
0: that was a lovely introduction. Thank you. And yeah, the best political queen of Scotland, I think, is you. I'm, I'm a socio-political queen, you know. I believe in politics, but... I believe in getting pissed and talking about politics, not actually working in Parliament. I don't see me in Parliament any soon. Although, there is an interesting story I have got. Myself, Amy Lamour, and Dean Gummer were the three first drag performers in the Scottish Parliament, which was really exciting. And so a I, of- I know, I know. And it was actually quite a good performance. I did, hopelessly devoted to you, with a Scottish flag.
1: Oh, uh, I, I- that i absolutely love that well do we have plans to start our own political party don't we what are we going to call it like drag power or like i Can don't know
0: don't, <laughs> just got dragged out
1: or the drag agenda the drag, drag agenda. agenda i absolutely love that stunning but then jolly tell us why we are here tonight what why did we want to do this live like why did we think it was a good idea just to do a wee live other than have a drink and get drunk why, why did we think it was a good idea
0: Well, you know, you came on afternoon to like my podcast and I interviewed you about all the work you do with the rampant rundown. And you also are very much political like me. I think this election has been more important than many elections in Scotland, especially in light of how things have been in terms of Brexit and independence. So I just think we wanted to educate some people because this year, you know, I actually joined a party officially, which was the Green Party. And was very behind them and did a photo shoot for them and you've been doing stuff for SNP and you know with the way the result has turned out with a, a pro-independent majority I feel like us representing those two parties is quite a good thing. So,
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah totally and for anyone that's watching that doesn't maybe know so in Scotland we have five main political parties we have the SNP which is like pro-Scottish independence party we have the green party which georgie is a member of i'm a member of the smp georgie is a member of the green party and the greens are of course like climate change green policies but they're also pro-scottish independence we have labor which is like your red left wing party lib dems liberals and you have the the scottish conservatives <laughs> which georgie and i are not fans of the scottish conservatives are of course the the right wing side of things so Fortunately, Scottish politics is much more to our side, much more to the SNP, much more to the Greens, our parties. So, I mean, Jordi, were you happy with the elections then in Scotland? Like, did you think that, yeah, were you happy with the result?
0: I mean, I can't believe you said I'm not a big fan of the Tories, wearing my gorgeous (laughs) necklace.
1: Yeah, read it out for those that can't see,
0: read out the necklace. I don't think I can, we may get bleeped out. (laughs) It's green though, which is very apt. If you check out Fuck the Tories Jewelry on Instagram, they do incredible stuff. I've actually been an ambassador for them in the past, so very apt, isn't it? Um, Yeah, I mean, for the election result, for me, I think I was quite happy with the pro-independent majority side of it. I think the increase to, um, you know, we have eight MSPs that are green now in Scotland, which I think is absolutely incredible. I was a bit more upset, actually, because I actually thought the Tories were going to lose a lot more seats than they did. I thought we were going to get down there, but um, unfortunately, the way things have been, you know, there's still obviously some in Scotland. I've dated a few, unfortunately, in my <laughs> in like seven days a week and didn't know what I was doing, clearly, but, you know, therapy is a great thing I invested in, and thank you for that, Sue, my counsellor. <laughs> oh, we love Sue, we
1: love Sue, Yeah. No, it's stunning. Well, Chardonnay's asked us a quick question. So we're going to, the process of tonight is we're going to have just a wee discussion of the results and then we're going to get to the Q&A. And of course the Q&A is about Scottish politics, but the Q&A can be about politics in general or I know there's people watching from the Netherlands, so you can ask me about comparison with the Netherlands. Maybe you can help me out in the comments if I don't know the answer. But we've got a question from Chardonnay and that is, ladies, what has changed for LGBT rights in Scotland after the election? Um, Now, bearing in mind, we've only had the election a week ago, Um, so, George, do you think anything's changed yet, or do you think we're still, like, waiting to get off the mark? What do you think?
0: I think we're um, still at the beginning of that. I don't think that's going to happen overnight. You know, I think there's been a lot of unfortunate um, transphobes in any kind of party, and, you know, I'm not doing that for you, bias, because you're an SNP supporter, obviously, but there has been transphobes in numerous parties, and I think one of the things that I really appreciated in the election this year was Lorna Slater and Patrick Harvey openly talking a lot about getting um, assessments for people that are trans and non-binary and getting them, um, you know, lists in the NHS for transitioning, etc. cetera, just so hard and um, extensive. And especially with the pandemic, let's face it, you know, that the pandemics made a halt for everything, you know, like on a total side note, like um, I know that down south organ donations and transplants were becoming extensive and longer. Um, so, yeah, I think I think we're in a good position, I reckon, that with Joanna Cherry, for example, being removed just before the election, thank God. And if we've got any turfs in the comments, um, you can find me on <laughs> I will happily have a chat. With you. Um, but, yeah, I think the fact we got rid of Joanna Cherry was very good. I think that there is hope, and that is something I've been covering in my podcast a lot recently, is hope, and the election has given me hope, especially the fact that the Green Party this year put a lot of focus on... LGBT inclusive education, you know, I actually got an email from them after the Joanna Cherry incident that they were running LGBT education workshops and trans identity workshops for staff and members of the party to come to. And I thought, wow, that is change for me. That's real change. And um, mm-hmm. I think there are people doing what they can in the right way. But unfortunately, it's like anything, you know, th- these things do take time. Um, but we had a lot of time the last 14 months to get this stuff sorted as well as the pandemic. So, you know, I'm glad people are making the change,
1: like you and myself. Yeah, I mean, to answer Chardonnay's comment, no, I don't think we've done anything yet. I feel like the Scottish Parliament this week has been getting settled and sworn in. And actually, there was something really amazing took place is when the MSPs were being sworn in. There was, like, a plethora of different languages uh, being sworn in. Like, it wasn't just English. Like, there was probably 12 different languages, including British Sign Language from Karen Adam, uh, which was amazing, to, to sway in so i feel like we're on to a good start in terms of like being a progressive parliament but as for lgbtq plus rights um, no we've not done anything yet i think the work is going to be there for the next five years and i think um the smp did have a, a very lgbtq plus inclusive manifesto as well as the greens and we have 72 smp and green msps in parliament So I think um, going forward, hopefully the next five years, is going to be really positive for the LGBTQ plus community. I hope so. It's got to be, hasn't it? It's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, there is a lot of us in Scotland. You
0: know, there's not just five queer people. We're all over the place. Leaf is 80% (laughs) gay. No, Leaf is 80% gay. That's why I live here. The rainbow Rainbow stops at CC's in the street. You know what I mean? Like...
1: I, li- I mean, I live with my parents in Phoenix, so it's not very gay down here. That's why I need to go into class school. But um, thank you, Shara, for that question. I thought that was a good one to get started off. Hi to everyone else who's joined. Hi, Katie Black. Hi, honey, my best friend. Thank you for joining. Um, yeah, so basically the outline of tonight is we're just going to give a... A debrief an overview of the elections and then we're going to get into some q a about the scottish elections about politics in general or anything you want to ask i mean we're just here to have a drink and have a good time so if you want to ask anything at all then please feel free um i thought i'd start as well after we drink <laughs> important for just giving um a, a general debrief about the elections um the elections this year were, were very different, of course, because of COVID-19. Um, so nobody really knew how the Scottish elections were going to go. But one thing that I'm really pleased about in this election was our voter turnout. Because quite surprisingly, voter turnout in Scotland is usually like, well, in 2011 it was 50%, 2016 was 55 and this year was 63 And a few of the statistics people who write these reports they've said they can't explain the increase they thought voter turnout would decrease because of covid but it's actually increased so that's almost two-thirds of scottish people voting in the elections which is a big jump from 10 years ago in 2011 where it was only half so i think no matter the outcome of this year which i'm happy with it was great to see so many people turn out and genuinely just vote um some reasons for that could have been because of extension of the franchise to refugees and uh, young people. But yeah, almost two thirds of Scottish people are voting now. And I think that's great. But we need it to be 100 percent. We need it. We need it to keep going. Um, our Scottish Parliament this year is probably one of the most progressive that we've had. In fact, scratch probably. It is. This is the most uh, progressive Scottish Parliament that we've had. We have 64 SNP MPs. We have eight green MSPs. We have we have four Lab Dem. we have 22 Labour, and we have 31 Conservative. So getting there, we're, we're going forward in terms of being progressive. But I think for me as well, something that jumped out was this year, there was a record number amount of women MSPs elected, which was 58 MSPs. And... Um, we had the very first women, or I think it was maybe two women of colour, elected. So, George, what do you think? Do you think we're moving in the right direction? Do you think we have a progressive parliament this year? Do you think there's more work to be done? What do you think?
0: 110% to just go back on what you said there about women especially. Yeah, within, within the 14 months of what happened with Reclaim the Streets, etc. Like, I'm so glad that women are finally being listened to and women of colour especially and anyone that's treated as a minority, you know, I think um, that was one of the things Laura Slater had kind of said is she wanted to make sure that women were given a voice, LGBT people were given a voice. And I totally, I totally um, agree with you. Like, I think that um, that was a good uh, part of it, definitely. I just think for me, like, I'm not going to go back on this 100 times, but 31 Like Tory MSPs in Scotland just makes me squirm. I don't know. Like, I think what I found really interesting actually, like the election, was the sort of cross of the border where you could see sort of a lot of Scotland and then you just had this line of blue. Like, it's quite an interesting thing to see on a map. I'm very much like that, that seeing something colour coded and going, oh, this is actually the layout of everything and this is how it's worked. I went, that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I do think things are definitely going in a good direction though.
1: Of course. No, I absolutely think they do. And I think that it seems to be all the time now that we're returning more MSPs who are in favour of uh, Scottish independence. And for those who are watching from the Netherlands, um, basically Scotland has a devolved parliament and a devolved administration. So we can only do certain things. We can't do everything that we want to. And we, we oftentimes have to just follow English rule and Westminster rule. So for example, Brexit, we... We voted to stay in the EU, but we've been taking out the EU against our will. So that's why so many people, I think, are passionate about Scottish independence and just a general difference in opinion in Scotland. Like, Scotland vote in a liberal way, England doesn't. England seems to be going in the opposite direction. And Jordi and I had a discussion about this the other day on Zoom, where we think it's like almost like a tale of two countries they are they are literally two different horses going in a different direction we are going more progressive and they are going more regressive and um i think scottish independence is is inevitable now i think it's it's the only way to go because scotland doesn't seem to be changing its political opinion anytime soon it seems to be getting more determined and being pro independent and 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 yeah more progressive what do you think what do you think of the tale of two countries because you know we had to talk about this the other day Georgie. what do you think <laughs>
0: I just, honestly, we talked about this, but genuinely like the stark difference between Scotland and England right now is quite, in one way, it's it's brilliant for Scotland. another way, it's quite concerning for my friends, family and colleagues that are down south who don't vote for the Tories and are feeling a bit stuck. I know a lot of artists who have decided they want to go green now instead of Labour because of how badly Labour had done. And, and then I'd mentioned to you, obviously in light of what happened in the election, the treatment of Angela Rayner, I mean, politics aside, I just didn't really value that at all, actually, with how the election um unfolded. I think I'm quite surprised that I read comments that people voted the Tories and because they felt they had dealt with this pandemic well. <laughs> that, that, that blew my mind. Like, oh, yeah, they thought the Tories had done a good job it, with this pandemic. I thought, wow. Wow, over one hundred twenty-seven thousand people died in the UK. Of this,
1: but wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Jack is giving us a comment to lighten the mood. Jack's comment is, "If I can see it, girls, shout <laughs> Mary and Kel, Douglas Ross, Anna Sarwar, or Willie Rennie." Um, all right, okay. So I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go first. I think I would. Oh, I love oh. you were saying there. You are like, I'm going to go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, okay, so, I mean, like, uh, the, uh, oh, my God, I'm going to get pulled up for this. All cats look the same in the dark, right? You just turn the light bulb off, and they all look the same. They've got a big, <laughs> and that's what works. So, I would shag Douglas Ross. I would marry Anna Sarwar, and I would kill Willie in any. Because all cats look the same in the dark. I don't want to shag Willie Rennie. was mm-hmm. so lovely. So, like, I feel like he's someone I could be. Well, I say so lovely. So, so lovely. But he's like, he seems all right. He's somebody that you could get by way in life. Whereas, Willie Rennie is a one off BAM and Douglas Ross is a one off BAM. So, you only need to deal with him for a couple minutes, really. Um, and then you need to spend your, your life with Anasarwa. What do you think, Jordi? Who <laughs> would you... Know, you-
0: like, I'm
1: going to Shag, marry and kill.
0: <laughs> I'm going to get you my counsellor Sue's number after this, like, you need some help.
1: <laughs> oh, don't I know it, trust me.
0: Oh, no, do you know, I would definitely marry... No, I would probably shag Anna Sarwar, marry Douglas Ross and kill Will Rennie, but I would marry Douglas and straight away get a divorce. Oh, good. Get the money, and get the money. Like, come on,
1: Good, but you need to put up with that for a few months. Whereas I was just gonna have a, a three-minute rendezvous and then it would be done. I say three minutes because I don't think Douglas Ross would last for <laughs> <long>. <laughs> Let's open
0: it. Not this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god. That's <laughs> myself. Uh, but we have another question from Katie Black, and she says she's not much in the know about Scottish politics. Um, as many people are not, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people are just fed up with politics, and I can really understand that because it's never really good news. To be honest, it's it's usually bad news, and it's usually something grim and dull. And it, I mean, usually you're listening to politicians on the news who are just speaking political soundbites and a lot of shite. So she's asking, what are the SNP and the Greens promising? Georgia, you go first this time. What are the Greens promising?
0: Right. Well, I think for me, one of the things I've obviously mentioned already a lot is obviously the LGBT inclusive stuff. And they're showing support and solidarity for a lot of members of the community. They are also obviously looking at renewable energy quite extensively, which is actually important. We are very lucky and fortunate that we have a lot of sites in Scotland for wind farm renewable energy. And I think they also, one of the things that I found really important was that they are very much supporting the criminalisation of sex workers. So getting sex workers rights, I feel like anyone, regardless of gender sexuality, should be able to use their body how they see fit, in my opinion. So they're wanting to promise a lot of that. They're also wanting to change the age for schooling, which actually can be a controversial thing, but I actually feel as working as a youth practitioner for years out of drag and then kind of going drag full time, I actually found that that working in a primary school actually wouldn't be a bad thing necessarily to change the way the education system is laid out. So... I know that that's what they're going to do at the top of my list. Uh, and they're obviously pro-independent, as we've mentioned earlier.
1: Stunning. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't, I only know really about the Greens LGBTQ plus manifesto. I looked at it briefly, but um, in terms of SNP, they are promising Scottish independence after COVID-19 um, is over, once we're in our, our main recovery period. They are promising a national care service on par with the NHS. They are promising to build 100,000 new homes where 70% of those are up for social rent. They are promising to scrap dental charges. They are promising to uh, make the Scott Rail, make ScotRail public and bring it back into public ownership. They are promising to reform the Gender Recognition Act as soon as possible to make the lives of trans people more streamlined and and easier for when they are applying to uh, change their legal gender. Um, They are also promising to end conversion therapy. There's a whole plethora of promises, really, but for me, I think it was a very progressive manifesto. I think there are some things that... that, um, that probably could be a little bit better, I suppose. Like, I would have liked to have seen in the SNP some comment about non-binary, more work for the non-binary community in in terms of identification on legal documents, which we didn't seem to have. So I think there's definitely work to be done within the SNP, but I'm pleased with the manifesto that they put out. I think it's very progressive, and there are genuinely some really good policies there that I'm just like, yeah, love that. It's really nice to see. So I guess the next five years is uh, making sure that they keep up with that and, and, and keep to the election promises. And it'll be the same for you, Jordan, the Green Party. I'm sure you'll be watching exactly what they're going to be doing in the next five years.
0: Mm-hmm. 110%. I'll probably be emailing constantly to get a low down from my best pals, Patrick Harvey and Lorna Slater. Um, Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Well, since we've had a little bit of an introduction then, that was the Scottish elections and a little bit of a debrief and and what we thought of the elections. Will we move on to the questions? I know we've been answering questions as we go. I'm going to take uh, Katie's questions off now. But um, since we are answering questions as we go, shall we answer some more? I've got my questions here. So will we get right into the questions And Because we've actually got quite a lot. So let's try and work through them quickly <laughs> so that we can answer them all. If you... Do you want to ask the first question? Shall I go first, Jordi? What do you want to do?
0: Uh, You can ask the first question.
1: Okay, I'm going to ask the first one. And that is, do you think Boris Johnson can legitimately stop Scotland from having another independence referendum?
0: Next question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you know what? Like, we've been talking about this for a while now. Like, I'm sorry. I've seen... So much backlash of this that, in light of the second this election's result, like I can't actually again go back to this map I talked about with you. Like I can't actually understand why we couldn't get an independence referendum. There seemed to be during the Scottish election, right? I took note of this that all the Tories brought up was independence, and neither other parties in like opposition brought it up in Scotland. And I I did find that really funny that for some party that doesn't want this, all you're doing is banging on about it. The SNP, as you've said, want to get the pandemic under control first and get a, a referendum afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it really blew my mind, actually, that um, all the Tories babbled on about it was that, but they didn't want one. Um, I think that I'd like to believe that we'll somehow get it. My worry is that we are still in a union, and Westminster seems to dictate a lot of things. And... Um, I knew that during the pandemic at one point, you know, people were complaining about the fact that people could travel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Scotland has said, well, we can't give the powers for that. It's Westminster that can dictate if airports are open. And we are talking about closing the border at one point, and there is just so much that I wish Scotland had power for. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I don't know how you feel about it. Obviously, you're obviously SNP, but it is an interesting one to see that there's been such a backlash.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I I personally do not think Boris Johnson can legitimately stop another independence referendum. I think that the Boris Johnson and the Tories' excuse at the moment is that, oh, um, first of all, it was a once-in-a-generation, um, or once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-a-generation referendum. You can't have another one. Um, and the second excuse that they give is that the SNP doesn't have a majority. Um, now, what I would say to the first question, uh, or the first argument is... This once-in-a-generation referendum, first of all, it was used in the media and it was used by politicians, but it was never written down. It was never contractually agreed by um, the SNP government at the time and Westminster at the time in the Edinburgh Agreement. There was no agreement that there would be a once-in-a-generation lifetime. That was political spin. And to actually say that there is a once-in-a-generation referendum and um, would be to ignore democracy because democracy changes democracy changes every single day and voting voting polling whatever could change like that it could change tonight something can happen and the country could sway another way so that to me is ignoring democracy second point I'd say about the SNP not having a majority I would say is just absolutely ludicrous um, the Westminster government ha- or the, sorry, for Westminster elections we have first past the post uh, voting system, where the person with the most votes, party with the most votes wins. In Scotland, we don't. We have the additional member system, which is a hybrid system of first past the post and proportional representation. And just th- our voting system is not meant to produce majorities it's meant to produce minorities and coalitions so for boris to say snp need a majority for us to get that just i think he knows that in scotland it's not meant to produce majorities but he just hides behind this and and, and the tories they hide behind this excuse and uh, for me i think it's not politically viable and it's not sustainable and i think there will only be so long for... Before they have to move on from that, because it's just an argument that can only go on for so long, and they've been using it already. So, no. To answer the question, I do not think Boris can legitimately stop another independence referendum based on their argument.
0: So, and I have to add one thing. I'm going to say that horrible B-word we don't like, but you know, in light of Brexit, the amount of people that went from no to yes, and afterwards, like, whether I know, there's loads of people that joined the SNP party after that and now want independence because they went back in the Un- European Union. So mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. Um, I just hope that in the next five years it does happen, obviously.
1: I do too. I absolutely do too. Um, will we move on to our next question then? What do we think the government, or what do we hope that the government achieves in the next five years?
0: Um, I think for me, like I would really just hope that this GRA, GRA reform does happen. You know, like I feel like, I'm not saying this to cause a stir, but you know, this was promised last time and it didn't really kind of go as well as it could have. So I'm hoping this time it is, really. I've got a lot of trans friends who have said no, if not enough has been done, um, really, in the last sort of year. And I understand the pandemic has been a hard time for a lot of things, like I mentioned earlier, that a lot of things were changed in the NHS. And the NHS right now, I mean, collapse was not good enough for the key workers, in my opinion, and it just wasn't. Um, but I'm hoping that obviously happens. I do hope this decriminalisation of sex workers somehow can happen. Purely mm-hmm. for the fact I have so many friends that are sex workers and openly proud about it. Um, and I do just feel for me on a personal note, you know, the climate change is a real thing. And I feel like more needs to be done. I know that obviously Scottish Labour had mentioned about being green focused, which I thought was great, actually, because I know we as, you know, there's, there's often jokes in parties about, oh, someone's copying, someone's copying. But when it comes to things like climate change, I guess we have to be the bigger people and go, well, more parties support that you know it's it's universal thing everywhere's affected by it and i'm hoping genuinely on a sort of personal note that any party can you know we're what i'm worried actually that we're going into potentially another recession that Mm -hmm. venues are going to struggle to make money pubs uh, nightclubs like fair spaces music venues are going to struggle to make money and sorry six months i'm hoping there'll be more support because i know that there was support for me for example from the hardship fund of scotland that the scottish government did which i thought was incredible because i know a lot of people in england that were told your job's not viable retrain
1: so yeah remember fatima and cyber it was like fatima used to be a ballet dancer rethink reboot retrain all right
0: it was horrific but the thing is like scotland did do a good thing with create scotland that you could get a hardship fund and i've had it twice and it's really it saved me it's had me in a roof that i'm not worried about paying my rent or my bills but i do worry that there is going to be a recession at some point and uh, you know, as, as a drag artist, you'll understand this as well that it's, I, I'm really excited for shows to happen. But even right now, things opening, there is that risk about, you know, uh, spatial and sort of social distancing. So I'm just yeah. hoping money is put into the arts to help the arts because this is going to be a long battle to get back to normality. And I know that I know the SNP are already behind the arts and so is the Green Party, and a lot of parties are, but I do hope that's kind of in the next five years. Selfish
1: as that we sound, as an artist, no, hard, absolutely. I mean, as an artist, that, that's your income. That's what you do for your life. I mean, of course, that would make sense for you to prioritise that. Uh, for me, in the next five years, I hope the government achieves what we achieve: Scottish independence. I hope we ha- I hope we are able to have another referendum where we can have Scottish independence. Uh, I hope that. I mean, I know that the SNP government has like really ambitious um, climate change targets. To me, I guess. Those are in 2030 and 2045, but in the next five years, I hope we really start to make progress on the targets because the targets that we've set for climate change, which I believe is reduce our emissions by 75% by 2030 and and net zero by uh, 2045, we can't leave that to 2029. We need to do the work now. So I really hope that we start to make progress on our targets right now. Uh, For the LGBTQ plus community, Hundreds of work to be done. Absolutely, hundreds. We need gender recognition reform. We need it now. We need it as soon as possible. Um, another big area for the trans and non-binary community is access to gender identity clinics. Um, I know that the SNP have said that they're committed to crisis intervention funding in clinics to give to try and reduce waiting times. We need that right now um, because trans people are waiting an, un, an unduly amount of time. It's absolutely horrific, like years just to see a doctor or a specialist So well, we need that we need that funding now i hope that happens within the next year actually not within the next five years um and i hope we deliver on our promises i hope that, that this is a good government i hope that it's a, a government that leads which i think well with integrity and one that that meets its promises and stands up for Scotland's interests because what we see in westminster a lot of the time is as policies being rolled back and and um Policies being put in place that that just wouldn't happen in Scotland, uh, the hostile environment, hostile environment immigration policy in Westminster like we just seen yesterday on tenure Street on um, Pollock Shields. I hope that the Scottish government stands up to this, and I hope that they, which I think they will, um, they reject this this Westminster rule and 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 keep going as progressive as they can so yeah I have high hopes there's lots of work to be done like Chardonnay asked us what's been done already well it's only been a week but uh, maybe in five years time Georgie maybe we'll be sitting here again and we'll be saying what have they done in the last five years so at least we hope they've, they've done some good work.
0: Totally totally and, and what you just said there about specialists as well you know I think money needs to go into hiring more trained physicians in trans identity because I've had a few trans friends that have went and they go and speak to their GP and their GPs are not trained on these things, you know, and then they get referred to someone that goes, oh, you're wearing quite, you know, I've got a friend that's a trans man. And when he first went to his appointment, the guy had said, but you're wearing a floral shirt. You must be like female. And he was like, excuse me. And that's it. Like we need more training done. I think that, um, you know, when I'd got that email, so the Green Party had wanted to, after Joanna Cherry, like I mentioned earlier, do this inclusive workshop, I thought, that's it. We need that everywhere. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, totally, totally agree with you.
1: Yeah. So, I'm going to ask you, what or do you think the political parties in Scotland, since we were talking about the climate there, do you think political parties in Scotland are doing enough to tackle climate change? What's your thoughts and give me two minutes and I'll be back.
0: Let's hope everyone doesn't jump off now that I'm on the <laughs> phone. I think um, in light of this, like, I think a lot of parties are actually improving. I mentioned earlier Scottish Labour have said, jokes aside, about copycats, um, have mentioned they want to be more green-focused. Um, I feel like any party right now really needs to be thinking about this. Like, Did you anybody see the weather a few weeks ago if you are based in Scotland? Like, rain in one week, sorry the next. Like, This is real. I think when Donald Trump actually in the States had mentioned climate change isn't real, I thought, are you... It's something not clicking here. Like, somebody's Dr got to get a narcissist diagnosis right pronto. Um, I know the Green Party are doing a lot for that. I think that's absolutely incredible and important. Um, yeah, recycle. <laughs> I know that's the most silly, like, try response, but we all need to do our part. Like, I need to. In fact, a total, like, random note, actually, before later on comes up. Um, someone asked me, is drag sustainable? Now, I kind of have to sit and go oh, is drag sustainable? Shit. So I'm cleaning my lashes thoroughly now. I'm going to charity shops for outfits instead of, we're talking about drag sustainability and how it impacts on the environment.
1: Not it, sustainable at all. <laughs> Truly, it's not, it's not. There's so much no, plastic in no. drag. Every, every nail you put on is is plastic.
0: Yeah, but I was saying, you know, do your limiting thing, that I clean my lashes now. I'm, like, reusing nails. I'm going to charity shops for outfits. outfit. this... Lovely outfit from the charity shop in the corner of Bernardos. Um, so yeah, I feel like we lost our part, but I think it's good, it's great that our party has offered to be more green focused. I just thought during the election when the Green Party starting to do very well, it's a bit of a questionable thing, isn't it? But, you know, I've
1: covered my yeah. random topics. <laughs> Was this um, how how would our um, Scottish political parties doing enough for climate change? Is that that yeah. part? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, my answer is no. I think we should be doing better. I think every I think we're literally in an emergency. Like, I don't think it's anything to be taken lightly. Um, I think that we have progressive policies, but you know that way when lockdown happened, right? Uh, and it was like drastic action has happened now. There's a, a, a public emergency and we're taking drastic action. And people really listened because it was the pandemic was happening right now and we can see results just because we can't, well, we can see the results of climate change, but just because we can't necessarily see them right now, a day or two, doesn't mean that they're not there. And I think we need that same drastic action now. Um, I feel that with climate change, it's less tangible. If you know what I mean, it's more a gradual thing uh, than the pandemic was where you see a graph and you see a spike and you can understand why we're taking drastic measures but i mean what does any of that matter if we're ignoring climate change so no my answer would be no i think we should be taking much more drastic measures what those measures are i don't necessarily know i'm not a, a geologist or a geographer geog- i was gonna say geologist not a word but, you know what i mean like I, like i do think we should be taking more drastic measures i think um, the snp the Scottish government like i mentioned in my last answer have quite progressive policies they are hoping to reduce 75% of our emissions by 2030 and be net zero by twenty forty-five. Um, I assume that those are informed decisions that we've made, but um apparently the climate change can be irreversible since twenty thirty. So I think that what, that's nine years away. I think we should really be acting now and not in twenty twenty nine. And I have this I, like I watched Sea Spiracy recently and I have this, I have this fear, this doom that we're just gonna wait until it's too late. I don't know how you feel about climate change, but I just feel that like we have this thing where it's going to end up being too late um, and 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 then we try and do too little too late. So I think we should be doing more right now. Uh, what do you think, Jordi?
0: I was literally just like saying earlier, like we all need to do more and that in politics, I'm glad that a lot of parties in Scottish politics have actually addressed that. And um, yeah, like I know what you mean about that whole day after tomorrow vibe, that you watch that and all of a sudden the world is ending. I totally feel that way too. Um no i'm glad you brought that up and that's like it's subtle differences that that's why i stopped eating meat because i was like mm-hmm. well this is better for the environment to help everything so i totally
1: agree with you um, yep. yeah good good we agree i mean we agree on a lot sure do we do we we agree on most things apart from our voting you vote green and i vote smp yeah, we agree yeah. on else We probably do agree on everything else. Uh, Do you have any questions for me, George? Do you give me a question? I've been asking you questions. Give me a question. Um, Yes. Okay.
0: I'll need to get them
1: because you sent them. Um... Oh well, then don't bother. I'll read them out. I've got them. You read them out. I'll read them out then, Hun. Um, Well, okay then. What do? What's your thoughts on the SNP not getting a, a majority? What impact could this have? That's actually a good question for both of us because I think we might have different answers on this. So that's a good question.
0: I mean, was it not a good thing for me?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I think it's probably a good idea. That's why I mean, I'm just like... Being,
0: yeah. Yeah, i was just being sassy. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? Like, I think, I hate to say this, but I do just think, I know in the queer community especially, babe, that a lot of people, we had a few people actually message about this. We've got a question next. It might tie really brilliantly with that is that... Yeah a lot of people LGBT went, I don't really want to vote for the SNP party and, like, transphobia. And um, I do understand that in order for us to get independence, a lot of people, are like my friends are gay, bi, etc. cetera, that went, well, I'll go SNP first and I'll go Green second. So a lot, I totally of people
1: did. a lot of people did.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that in order for, in my opinion, I don't know why, but in order for us to get independence, I actually think it's a good thing. That Green and Scott and SNP are a bit more majority that way, because I think for a while this has been the SNPs are wanting to get this. Whereas now I feel like actually that's two parties showing interest in it, that just creates a bigger dynamic and a stronger case, in my opinion. And yeah. um, I do just think as well that in terms of the climate policies, like I think it's really important that Green got representation. Like the fact is I can see now if we don't break away from the union in the next sort of few years. Like, I can see a lot of English people leaving the Labour votes
1: and going green now. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, totally. Oh, so what's my thoughts on the s not getting majority? Um, well, last Saturday, I was actually at my friend's house um, outside. We were having some drinks. And I was really gutted the minute that I found out the s didn't get a majority. And my friends were like, oh, for God's sake, oh, oh calm down, then go and take five minutes. And the reason that I'm gutted Bearing in mind the Scottish election system, voting system, is not set up to produce majorities. What upset me was because I know that Boris and the Tories used this shitty excuse, which is unjustifiable, that we need a majority for independence. I feel it would have been much harder to to block independence if we had the majority. We don't need it. We should never have needed it but I know that they will use that excuse. So, yes, I was gutted. Of course I was gutted. Um, and, and and it is what it is. Yes, I'm gutted. Since, since last Saturday, I mean, I've moved on a little bit from it, I realised exactly that, do you know what? Um, Scottish people have spoken, like 72 MSPs in Scotland voted Green and SNP who have a mandate for Scottish independence. And that's what lies going forward. To be honest, I... I'm not one that believes in a state that is centralised. I think power should be shared and everyone's voice should be heard, including the Green Party, who have progressive Green policies and everything else. So I think that's where our work lies going forward. And I think it's the SNP and the Greens need to sort of unite on the front of independence, which I'd like to see because also I am an SNP member. I vote SNP. I love the Greens. I think the Greens are fab. I, I I like their manifesto. I like what they do. So me, I don't. I'm not one of these people that would doesn't think we should work with any other political party. Bullshit. No, independence should be for everyone in Scotland, not just for SNP supporters. And 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 I've really changed my attitude since last Saturday. So yeah, I was gutted, but now I think. If we want independence, it should suit everyone in Scotland and not just SNP supporters. And I feel that's really mature of me. I feel like I could sit here and be raging. But do you know what I mean? I think I think that's just... I think that's the way that we should be going forward. I
0: love
1: that. In that's my opinion.
0: Mature of me to be an adult.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm an adult, to so I'll have a drink. I'm like, I'm a mature adult. No, I'm not. I want
0: to read this question from Chardonnay. Is that okay?
1: Yes, it's on the
0: I put on the screen, yeah. This is so lighthearted, I'm here for this, babe. Is different political party affiliation a deal breaker in dating for you? Right? Well, you can go first on that and then I'll give my answers.
1: <laughs> well, I think, well, if you include my Scottish partners, um, then I think they've all been SNPs, so I seem to choose, right? Um I don't I don't want to get too much details. Yeah including my more longer-term Scottish partners, I would say, I think they've all been SNP. Um, but no, somebody did match me on Hinge. Wait till you hear this. So on Hinge, I have, it asks you that question. Hinge is obviously a gay dating app. I don't know if you have it in the Netherlands or whatever, but it says, um, you should not go out with me if... And my, my answer was, if you vote Tory. And then I matched with this guy because I thought he was uh, handsome. And then he wrote back saying, oh, but I vote Tory, and I'm like, oh, here we go. And then he said, so would you not date me? And I said, well, you would need to prove why I should date you. And we had a wee bit of a flirt, but I was just like, you look posh. Like, I just, I don't see it for me. I don't. Um, So to answer your question, actually, to be honest, no, I think I think if you did vote Conservative, you fundamentally have different beliefs, truly, and I would really struggle to spend my life or or, or, the, or a long period of time with someone who who did um believe in those things. So yeah, for me, it probably does make a difference. If it was if it was Green, Lib Dem, Labour, nah, all right, I can convince you. But if it's Conservative, it's probably no. <laughs> Well, I'm here to give you
0: 28 reasons why not to date a Tory, including... <laughs> you know, I find that so funny. Do you know what, right? My biggest mistake was that, like you said, you know, someone said to me when I was dating them, oh, but I vote Tory and I didn't do what you did. <laughs> I should have left. No, I did. I'm only kidding. And do you know what? I actually, I tweeted something like this, Chardonnay, a while ago. as part of research for a play I'm writing and I had put on Twitter, like, does politics affect your dating life? Yes or no? And I got 89% yes. And literally 11% no. I think the two people voting for you were Tories. Um, do you know what? All jokes aside, I I have got a big thing as someone from the community that I find it hard, genuinely, to understand, you know, anyone LGBT that does vote conservative. But I'm willing to hear people out. I'm very liberal-minded. I go, well, t- explain to me then. Explain it. Tell me. Um, if someone votes SNP, I mean I've dated people that vote SNP. I was a, actually an SNP supporter in the last general election uh, tactically. I voted tactically because I want independence. Um, but I was never a member of an actual party back then. Um, and I wouldn't I once chatted to a guy actually who worked in parliament who was like, Oh, I vote Labour, and I was like, Well, it's
1: not as bad as Voting Tory, I guess. <laughs> but um it's not as bad. I mean it's it's not great, but it's still as bad. <laughs> but um, but
0: yeah, do you know what? Like I just um, politics aside, like um I do just ask someone when I meet them, like, you know, um, are you a top or a bottom
1: or <laughs> You do you ask that question? Do you ask that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I never ask that question. I try and guess. I, really, I try, I try and let it go on for as long as I can without asking, and, and but then sometimes you just need to double check. Kind of. For me, for me, it's not a big deal, but yeah, this is why we <laughs> never worked out. This is why you and I never
0: worked out, Leader Rampion.
1: You know what I mean? True. We we've given up on our romantic life, Georgie, but we are going to start our own political party instead. We have we have uh, an ulterior motive. <laughs> Yeah, I'm here for that, by the way. The first uh, drag MSP, I can get behind that. We do. Chardonnay says, perks have being verse I never need to ask. Thank you for the TMI. <laughs> no kidding, <laughs> on. I think I am TMI as well. Um, all right, okay, so we have eight minutes left. If you are watching and you want to give us a wild card question, ask us anything random at all, such as... How long did it take you to get ready? That's a shit question. What's your biggest fear? Who don't you like? Ask these questions. We will answer them. If not, then we'll keep with our political questions. And our next uh, our next political question actually. Let's. Well, we did get a, we did get a very full political question, which uh, which I appreciate, um, and I feel like it's one that I should answer. So I'm going to read it out.
0: Yeah.
1: And the question is, and this will probably be a last serious question for the night. Uh, The question is, asking as somebody who is also in favour of independence, do you have any qualms voting for the SNP? And if so, what do you think the solution is? Personally, I find myself torn as many of their MPs are transphobic, anti-abortion and generally much more right-wing than myself. I worry that because the party has yet to effectively stamp this out, along with other issues such as GPs across the country refusing to provide HRT to trans people? Um, That was asked by SCX World. I I don't know if I said that right, sorry. The artist formerly known as Claire Successfully. Um, So first of all, I'd say thank you for the question. Um, I think that's a very fair question. I think it's a very big question. Uh, There's a lot in there, so I'm just going to unpack it a little bit. Uh, I'm going to start with, do I have any qualms voting for the SNP? No. I don't. I think that the SNP are in my opinion the party that stands up for Scotland's interests the most here in Westminster and abroad. Um, I do think that they have a very progressive manifesto and like I listed earlier, dental charges, 100,000 homes, public ownership railways, national care service. If you look at the manifesto, it's genuinely really progressive. It's a really good manifesto. So do I have qualms voting? No. I, I'm a member of the SNP and I voted both votes SNP because why would I be a member of a political party and, and choose another party? Tactical voting, yes, but no, I, I voted for my party. That said, do I think there are certain problems? Absolutely. I, and I think there are, are, are problems that need to be addressed within the SNP. Um, I think those are uh, drug deaths in Scotland. I think you mentioned transphobia. And, of course, there's the issue SNP have been critiqued for centralising power from local authorities. And I think that these are genuinely all legitimate critiques of a political party, and critiques that I would make myself. And and to me, that's democracy, because that's what pushes parties forward. Um, Regarding the issue of transphobia, because it it was touched on with the HRT, I'll take that to the side. Um, To me, transphobia... And any political party in Scotland, any person in Scotland, political party, organisation, anywhere, is abhorrent. It should be condemned. It should not. It should not be given the light of day. It's absolutely awful, and um, it's really regrettable that there have been MPs and MSPs in the SNP who have been transphobic. Uh, and it's much personal regret to me as an SNP member and voter. So I really feel your pain there and, and not being able to align with the SNP because of that do i would i still vote smp based on that um probably yes and the reason that i would say that is because the majority of smp msps and mps are not transphobic this is a small minority in my opinion and these people know i don't agree with the mp and msp uh, but i think i would struggle to find that in any political party whether that be labor conservative Lib Dem Greens. I, I, I don't feel I'll ever be able to agree with 100% of that party and neither will probably anyone. Um, but I do think the critique's legitimate and I do understand the reasons for asking it. As for solutions, uh, do I have all the solutions? Unfortunately, I'm sorry, I don't. I wish I did. I, I really wish I could click my fingers and these could go away, but I don't. I am a drag queen, I'm I'm not a politician, I'm not an elected official, I, I'm not representing the SNP, sometimes I do, but I'm not representing the SNP in a way that's elected, so I have no say on what goes on, but what I do know is that in my capacity with the SNP, without for independence, the LGBTQ plus wing, I'll do everything I can to, to pressure and lobby the government and the party, of course. Of course I will, uh, because there's nothing I want to see more than LGBTQ+ plus liberation across the board. Um, the SNP have committed in their manifesto to tackling transphobia, improving access to gender identity clinics, and reforming gender recognition law. So for me as an SNP member, that's where my work lies going forward to make sure that they follow up on that work. Um, and yeah, I think I, I think. I think that uh, for me as well, it's also very legitimate for me to stay in the SNP and and for me to vote SNP because I think if all LGBTQ plus people left the SNP, then the LGBTQ plus voice would be left behind and we wouldn't be listened to. So we need LGBTQ plus people to stay here and do the work going forward. And I'm absolutely committed to doing the work going forward. I make no mistakes about it. Like, I'm a political drag queen. This is what I do. So you can be reassured that in my work, I'll be absolutely pushing for that going forward. But I do understand your concerns. I do understand the critique, and uh, it's very legitimate. And I feel that it's, it's regrettable that you no longer align with the SNP. I hope to see you again in the future. But until then... I'll be cracking on with the work. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Class for Lady head on her speech to me, First Minister. <laughs> that actually brings me on to another thing I want to ask actually you, and I'll offer a comment at the beginning, a question we were given that I wanted to bring up just in light of the Scottish election, if this is okay, was how did we both feel the First Minister had dealt with the pandemic? It was totally not through the election, but in a way it also was, and I felt like it was an important conversation to have. I'm obviously biased because obviously I got that letter last August from her saying that I was an icon for winning an award, and I was like, "Thanks, Nicola, I love you." Nicola's um, touching. Yeah, she wrote me a letter saying, "Congrats for like the award and that I was an icon, etc." For CF and LD.
1: Can Can we end the live now, please? Because I have never received a letter, and I'm raging. <laughs> but do you know what? Like
0: politics aside, like I have felt that for me being someone that was shielding last uh, year, this time last year for 12 weeks, and it became 16 weeks, I actually remember everyone in England with CF saying to me they were quite, you know, when I was like, oh, I can't believe I'm not going to leave my house this early, blah, blah. They'd said, no, no, Scottish government are dealing with things well. Like, you should trust in the fact that they're doing the phasing system. So I can imagine that this week people are worried about the travelling situation in Glasgow and stuff, and I know it's hard, but genuinely these things are happening just to prevent the transmission. And I actually think in light of it, I think more could have been done, like I've mentioned earlier, a lot about lists for people that are trans wanting to get the right um, assessments done and to get, you know, hormone therapy, etc. cetera. Um, I do totally, but I do also just feel like I give my hat off to her as a First Minister Nicola Nicole Sturgeon for how this has been dealt with in comparison to Down South, because I've got a lot of English friends with FCF, and I also give my hat off to how she dealt with in, like, the election, the... I can't even begin to talk about it really, but you know the the uh, right wing sort of the the racist uh, member of that party that came up to her and started on her. So I actually oh, do...
1: of the Britain, the former Britain First party. I think I forget her name. Yeah, I know who you mean. Sorry, it was in the south and, side of Glasgow.
0: Yeah, and all I'm going to say is, in light of the pandemic, I do think Scotland, not even just the First Minister, Scotland has dealt with this very well. Actually, in my opinion. A couple of things for venues, etc. But I just think for people like myself that were shielded, things were done the right way, phases. And I know that we were asked that. And obviously, if you want to offer any comment before we take last minute questions, feel free.
1: I mean, yeah, no, I I agree. I think uh, I think she probably did make some mistakes in the beginning. I think she probably could have acted with more haste. I say she, by the way, I'm talking about the establishment, the government, like she's the front of the the establishment and the government. There's many people making these decisions. I think people forget that Nicola has a ton of advisors and a government to support her. So she seems to be the one that gets the fall. Regardless of that, what I would say is, yeah, I think she's acted. I think she has genuinely been so human during it all. I, I've said this for years. I think Nicholas Sturgeon brings a human element to politics and that's why I feel so... Attracted so, so drawn to her because of her human element. And the human element during this is she would stand up and and talk about deaths and care homes and loved ones, and she'd have a lump in her throat. And she would stand up every day and do this. And she would, you can see, physically see the toll it's having on her, whether you vote SNP or not. You can see this woman stands up every day, takes questions, answers the questions just for. Because she feels she has to when she when she didn't really have to, she could have done a Boris Johnson and do a pre-recorded uh, broadcast. Like, oh, I think she's fantastic. No, I think she has. I think um, I think it's been a difficult situation to navigate, and she herself admits she would have done things differently. Do I think that she um, acted appropriately? Yeah, I think she did her absolute best as a human could, and I think she was fab. I think oh, she was. Yeah. That's my, that's my rant over. <laughs> Can I just add something as well? Seamus, I've
0: just seen that you matched with a Tory, you're unmatched. Seamus, I'm still single, babes. If you're interested, DM
1: me. <laughs> like, I'm not a Tory, as you know. <laughs> well, I should have unmatched as well. But, I mean, well, wasn't it wasn't gorgeous. It was like kind of handsome. So I was like, I'll wait and see. But in, in your mind, it's already over, do not it? It's, it's, it's already a- over. That is
0: such a cancer treat. Well, he's kind <laughs> of on me,
1: but you know, I'll see. <laughs> oh, well, do you know what? I've been single for a long time. Maybe I deserve a man. Hopefully not Tori, but maybe I deserve a man. It's been a long time. <laughs> you
0: do deserve
1: a man. It really has, George. Do we have any questions? I mean, we're we're past what time are we at? We're probably past our nine o'clock. I we are. We're ten, we're coming up on the hour. Let's see if we. Oh, do you know what? We do. We do have other questions. Um, let's let's battle through them quickly yes and no and short answers um do we think we will be able to hold another ref 2 referendum now the layout of the snp and green msps in parliament yes yes i agree Uh, another question do you feel given the results that the political divide in scotland will only widen and how might this shape an independent scotland short answers
0: um, yes, I worry that there's going to be a bit of a dynamic, which I mentioned at the borderline, and sort of how prominent Tories are actually in Scotland and where, because it seems to be specifically two areas. But I'm mm. hoping that we'll uh, change their mind on independence.
1: <laughs> uh, do I think the divide or widen? No, I don't, because I think we're already... no, not we divided, but I think it's a debate that's not going away. And um, as you've seen... It's... I need to keep this quick. Support for Scottish independence has been increasing over the years. So this is not a debate that's going away. It's not one that's dwindling away in the fire logs on the side. This is one that's gaining fire. Do I think it will cause more of a divide? No. What I do think will cause more of a divide is the longer we keep it until Scottish independence. I think the moment we get Scottish independence is the minute that we rebuild. So no, I don't I don't think it will deepen. I think it will increase support for Scottish independence. How might it shape an independent Scotland? Yeah, people won't be happy in the beginning, but hun, we had Brexit. I wasn't happy with Brexit. Geordie wasn't happy with Brexit. But uh, it happens, and that's a political, legal, and social reality. And you move forward, and you deal with the situation going forward. I buy drag costumes in AliExpress, and I now need to pay tax on them. So you move, oh hun, you move. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next question. Oh, oh, okay, so is this one? We probably can't answer that quick, but we'll try Certainly over the last 20 years as the media has evolved to social and society into Big Brother, do you and Georgie think culture the culture of celebrity celebrity culture has affected politicians and also for example sports people politicians and rights activists do you think that the same hounding and treatment as a Hollywood celebrity should be applied to a politician and other and yeah, we'll leave it at that. What do you think?
0: Uh, I know who that question came from, what they meant by it, because I wanted to just get the context of it. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, I, I'm kind of on a 50-50 on this. On one hand, I think that we should know what politicians stand for and that it should be in the press more so we can actually make an informed decision. My only worry is, obviously, that you can never fully, I guess, trust what newspapers say a lot of the time and... In terms of, um, I hate to say this, I'm going to say it, it might be controversial, the amount of younger people that I talk to uh, on Grinder that are 18, 19, that will say to me, oh, they support X, Y and Z, and when I say, well, why? And they don't actually know. And I go, right, so what is it then that really attracts you to that party? And they go, oh, well, you know, independence or this and i go yeah but let's like talk about the demographic here etc um and the constituents and the manifesto it's interesting i think i um, i can't really answer that shortly to be honest i know short
1: answers. But, short but, answers but the, only thing, the
0: only thing i'm going to bring up if i can if that's okay is look at alex salmon i'm sorry to do this but years ago in 2014 i remember i met him at syt's um, national festival thing they did with the national Fair of scotland incredible festival but I remember everyone fucking losing their shit over it going he is incredible he's amazing and I thought to myself I'm not really sure and I remember everyone acting like they thought he was incredible and years later look where we are you know and I've got a personal friend who has said that he can't be the most um almost PC at times so I thought right but that is I guess what the press does is it makes you think these people are incredible like celebrities that aren't so yeah
1: Absolutely. Um, my answer is um, yeah, I think the internet has caused a boom in, in everything. Uh, as for yeah. celebrities, celebrities have always been hounded in magazines and I, I don't necessarily think it's fair. I don't think it's usually a trade-off that you should have to pay for being good. At, if you're a good actor, you shouldn't necessarily have to be trashed in the media. No. Bye with that. Don't like that. Um As for politicians, I think that it's a good thing because I think that the internet has provided more accountability. So, for instance, maybe 40 years ago, a small group of people in a party would know about a receipt or or something claimed. But nowadays, you put that on social media, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 people will retweet that and people can see themselves what this politician is doing. So it leads to increased accountability for politicians, which I don't think is a bad thing. If you apply that to artists, if you apply that to drag queens, human rights activists, no, fuck off. We are not we are not elected officials. We are not um, Hollywood stars. Well, we might be one day, but (laughs) not right now, but we're not Hollywood stars. We're not politicians. We don't need to answer to you. Like I get a lot of uh, tweets and my DMs and stuff like, why did you say this? Explain this. Why did you do this? And I'm like, no, like I I don't need to answer to you. Like I'm a drag queen. I, I love doing drag. I perform, I make money. I don't need to answer to your anonymous profile. If I was a politician, those questions might be legitimate because they might be coming from a constituency (laughs) member. But in terms of applying it to everyday people, everyday people like drag queens and artists, no, I don't think we should have the same scrutiny just because we're we're online. I I don't believe in it. I'm sorry, I don't. And again, I don't believe we have to answer to anyone other than ourselves, unless we're doing something wrong and then we answer to the law. But apart from that, then no.
0: I must have misinterpreted the question. I think it was about holding politicians accountable like we do celebrities like Johnny Depp for example Um, and so I must misinterpret a little bit
1: oh no I was answering the second part about like human rights activists and and stuff like that although maybe I misinterpreted it (laughs) maybe
0: (laughs) you're right though and to be honest like Terry Hope example like they are incredible and I was so glad that they went on Twitter and they mentioned stuff and accountability like they are just absolutely brilliant so I totally agree with you on accountability and in terms of politics and stuff, I do, I do, I do just feel a little bit though when it comes to drag and celebrities that we're living in an age now, and I hate to say it, but I'm not going to comment on cancel culture and not be this big thing. But we need to just sometimes. I spoke to actually a really good director at the show Musk Online who said to me, the only thing we can do to fix our mistakes is hold ourselves accountable and apologise and do better. And I said, yeah. So I do agree with you completely that. We can't be like, well, if you political, leaves this way. But I think, in general, if you're in the public eye, I hate that it's gone this way, in a way. But you need to think about what you say. Like, I've made mistakes. Yes. I'm, not, I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes. And the first thing I do is pull my hand up and go, no, do you know what? Actually, I do apologise. And, yeah, so I do agree with you. I just think it is, unfortunately, the way of social media, I think. But, yeah.
1: And I agree with accountability. If, if you put shit online, if you're a drag artist or a... A politician, or no, sorry. If you're a drag artist, if you're an activist, and and you put stuff online that that's not good, or or it's racist, or transphobic, or whatever, then yeah, then th- then yeah, you expect to be called out on that because that's not cool. But if it's just your general everyday life or thoughts and stuff, then no, you're not accountable. If it's negative views, if it's perpetuating hate, if it's homophobia, biphobia, transphobia, uh, misogyny, then yeah, call it out and 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 that's that's how we learn as individuals. So, yes, um, that was another loaded question. I think we've answered all of our questions, Jordi. Is there anything else you would like to ask? Anyone Anyone who's still watching, anyone who's here tonight um, that wants to ask a question, please do. Jordi, do you have any other questions for me? Before- um,
0: <laughs> I'm trying to get off the top of my head um, from the questions I was emailed.
1: Um, oh, no, we've finished them, honey. We've answered all of them. Don't worry. Oh, and- I thought
0: that. Well, then, no. I'm just throwing up my wine. Sorry. And uh, He's in later tonight, so that's why. Um, I don't really... uh, No, not at the top of my head, no, actually. Everything's been covered so
1: far. Stunning. Um, But thank you, Geordie, as well for joining me as my co-host tonight on Scottish Elections Dragged Out. Uh, I hope you had as much fun as I did.
0: It's been an absolute delight to be here with you, Lady Rampton. A delight?
1: Oh, we love that. It's been a delightful debrief evening, (laughs)
0: It's been a delightful
1: debrief. I can't wait till the after party. <laughs> well, we're going to finish here, but to everyone watching and also to you, Geordie, thank you and cheers. <laughs> cheers. Cheers to
0: everyone for listening to the dragged out elections by Lady Rampant and myself. I hope you're all having a lovely Friday um, evening listening to this. When obviously we did it, we kind of were like, do you know what, let's do this for a laugh. Um, I know Lady Rampant particularly gets very um, excited but nervous with these things. I was like, gal, we're just having wine, talking about politics. It's literally an afters at mine at four in the morning without people watching. Um, It was honestly such a delightful debrief to be with Matt, gorgeous sister, gal, pal. Like, It was so great. Um, Like I said, obviously, listening to it, she is very educated in politics. So am I, actually, about my party. Um, One of the things I took from this when I did it was I really need to read up a bit more about all the political parties. Not because I have any interest in them, in all honesty. But I did this, um, it's called an An Enlightenment Agenda. And when I finished that book, Keeping the Love You Fine by Harvey Hendricks, It was like you need to come up with your own enlightenment agenda, which is sort of a if you're going to date people and it's their interest in things you're not really interested in or you don't really know much about, you need to proactively make effort. And I've got a big thing about that that, you know, I've dated guys that have been into fucking football and I've sat there like, you kick a ball, okay. (laughs) So I legit was like, I did my enlightenment agenda. And one of the things on that list was, you know, research more about politics. A joke about it on the episode being like, oh, I've dated loads of Tories in my life. Unfortunately, that's not a joke. You know, life can be much uh, filled with jokes, but it's genuinely not a joke, sadly. (laughs) I've made a lot of work about it. It wasn't a joke. Was it intentional? God, no. Usually I find out that one or two weeks beforehand, and I go maybe time to end this and you know lady rampant i've got sue's number on speed dial babes so if you need her just let me know but i genuinely was like i do need to read more about politics because it's it's one of these things that i'm informed about my party i believe in my party lorna and patrick are incredible i do think despite political agenda and belief that nicola sturgeon really did nail the pandemic um I'm not, as Lady Rampant knows, a huge SNP supporter. I do believe in independence, so seeing an SNP and Green majority fucking made me so happy because that's the way it should be. Um, And I do hope that they will come together and unite to create a better Scotland for everyone and in light of the election, we can all see the divide. Sorry, Borders, I feel for you, but you voted for it. You voted for the union and the Tories, but I can definitely see it and I hope that all of you listening to this enjoyed it, and hopefully Lady Ramp and I educated you more. One of the biggest things for me was that the Green Party, everyone assumed it was their climate change and their LGBT inclusive manifestos, but it wasn't for me, and I've said this earlier, it was their decriminalization of sex workers. So many of my friends, straight, gay, bi, lesbian, trans, cis, all of them, sex workers, don't have worker rights, and I thought, wow. This party is here for that, and I'm here for that party. It was an, honestly such a great experience. We had a blether afterwards for an hour and a half, getting pissed with us. We had a lovely moment. We're very good friends now. I have a lot of time for her, and she has a lot of time for me. She's such a caring soul. She's very emotional. She's a typical cancer that way, but I love cancer, so that's fine. Um, it was a great, a great night, and I'm so glad that I could share it with it with all of you, and I hope you all enjoyed it. It was honestly such an incredible, fun-filled evening. And I think with politics, you know, hopefully the drag agenda's coming. Who knows, in the next five years, we'll just drop the arch. You know, she and me will go, fuck Drag Race, we'll just go to Parliament. <laughs> it's honestly amazing. So Lady Rampant, love you, babes. And anyone listening, hope you enjoyed it. And go and register with a party unless it's the Tories, and make sure you vote next time. Join me for tomorrow, for Afternoon Delight. um, I've got Alana Carson from Style Fixers, the other half of Jamie and Alana. We had Jamie Blaze, season two, and we've got Alana Carson talking about Style Fixers, her work in makeup, fashion, and ADHD. Such an important conversation to highlight ADHD diagnosis and what it means and then on Sunday, my last guest, let me tell you, when I tell you this last guest is incredible, I can't wait to share it all. But until then, enjoy your weekend, get on a wee wine, stay safe, and honestly, see when you've got the hangover tomorrow. Remember to breathe.